and welcome to Public Hearing. I'm Trice Brown. This week, Katie Carroll talks with John Poe, a historian, author, and tour guide about how Auburn's haunted walking tour got started and the kinds of stories they share on it. Stay with us. Hey, this is Collins Keith, podcast writer for The Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here in Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. We can, we can start you with our, with our 8 o'clock tour whenever we start. Okay. Yeah. We do, uh, let's see, this is our ninth year doing it. Okay. Um, the tours are every Friday and Saturday and on Halloween, uh, 6 and 8 o'clock. Um, except this Saturday, there will be, a, we will not be doing a 6 o'clock this Saturday because we'll be doing a special uh, 6 o'clock tour in downtown Opelika. Got you. So what got you interested in like mythology and haunted, like just the haunted Auburn, the basis of this? Well, growing up, and you know, my family's always told ghost stories and things like that. So it's always been interest of mine. And then, uh, I saw this, one of these shows on TV where you could contact these paranormal investigators. And, uh, I was like, Oh, that sounds like something fun I could do. So actually it was the Warrens, believe it or not. Lorraine and uh, Warren and them, and I wrote them, and they actually wrote me back. I told them my interest, and they said, well, here, if you want to get started, this is what you do. This is what you look out for, and, you know, you know, keep us updated. And so for the next six months, I was, I was doing what they were, she was writing me back and forth, and that was kind of fun, and that's how I kind of got started in it. Yeah. And then uh, I went and got my uh, B.A. in history. Did you get it from Auburn? No, I got it from uh, Columbus University. Gotcha. And then uh, after that, I was asked to co-author uh, the book Haunted Auburn Opelika. So, uh, yes. I almost picked yeah. that up at the CBS. I saw that, and I almost got it. That's my next read. <laughs> yep. I, said, I wrote the first two stories in there, as well as Pine Hill's story, and did uh, a lot of research on the rest of them. And... Uh, that was always one of my, my favorite things was writing. And then I was in a uh, paranormal investigation group for a while. And I'm also, you know, I also do genealogy as well. That's part of the, one of the history things I like to do. I'm part of a genealogy group where we go in search of headstones to, uh, you know, clarify. People want to know if they're actual buried there and everything. Uh, one day I was doing that. And it happened to be I was going to be doing an investigation over here at the chapel and so I had my t-shirt on for the group I was with and everything and that's where I met Brandon was in Pine Hill Cemetery and he's Brandon Stoker he's the one that helps me do it and that's one of the few things we like to tell people it's not very often you get to have a ghost story told to you by Poe and Stoker and yes those are our real last names (laughs) that's awesome Uh uh-huh and so I met him. He was wondering what, you know, the shirt was for because he was out there taking, he's an uh, artist. And he was uh, taking pictures of some of the headstones enough because of the artwork on it. And he asked me about it, and I got him to join the group. And then after a while, we split off from that group, formed our own, Alabama Spectral Investigators. That's what the ASI back is. Got you. Okay. 
And so as Alabama Instructional Investigators, we started doing a lot of investigations right here in Auburn. And then uh, one afternoon, he also does a, a lot of work with the university too. There's a little special thing about him and the university. I, I will not mention if he wants to tell you a little bit later, he can tell you, but he's connected to the university. And at times he would also go into the theater department and help them out. And it turns out his niece at the time was in the theater department. And she and a bunch of her friends were looking for something cheap and fun to do on Halloween. That's and fair. so she, knowing her uncle, called him said, hey, is there anything you can do? Is there any kind of tour you can give us? And then he calls me and says, hey, this is what you Can we do something? I'm like, no problem. I can get something quick to written up. We can do it. And sure enough, that, that later that week, we got them, the, the theater group, here at the university, the ones who got us going. <laughs> That's awesome. That is a cool start story. Uh-huh. And so we started it, and they loved it. And we're and Brandon and I were like, "Well, you know, it was the weekend before Halloween, and so we decided to put up a couple of flyers to do it the rest of that week." And people actually came out to our surprise. And we said, "Well, let's let's just do it again next year." And so the following year, we did it again. You know, we decided to do it. You know, the last two weeks. And once again, there's a lot of people that came out. And we always make it free. Because, you know, that's the one thing that was the big thing with the students was we need somewhere that's cheap and easy. Well, what's better than free? True. True. And, you know, plus you get, to, you get to learn a bit of history of the town that you're in, as well as a ghost story thrown in. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. Now, all of our stories, believe it or not, uh come from people we know who've either been here lived here worked here whatever and then as the tours have gone on people have told us more so we've been able to add on to our stories like like with Bing the Hall here uh, even last year we had someone who still works here told us uh, her you know encounters that she has had don't tell me that I have to come to class here <laughs> don't tell me that I don't want to know my class is haunted well, like um, I said, this is the first place we stop at 8 o'clock, so, and this is where we end the 6 o'clock. <laughs> that's so funny. I'm going to put my glasses on real quick. But So, Alabama Spectral Investigators, how many members do y'all have? Uh, it's just me and Brandon. Yeah. It's just nice and easy. Uh, you know, we always, we're always looking for help, so if anybody wants to join us, give us a call. <laughs> fair, fair. We, we could always use the help. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we got that started. Uh, a couple of years, uh, about uh, 10 years ago. Very cool. About the year before we started doing the tours. So you've been doing the tours for nine years. Nine years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you ever get tired of doing them, or how long no. do you think you're going to continue? As long as I can do it. That's awesome. Uh-huh. As long as I can. I'm 53 years old, and I'm going to keep going until... I can't. <laughs> okay, fair. I'm, I'm hoping to make this is one of those things you just have to do when you come to Auburn during a football game in October. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so if you want to get started, or sure. Like I said, this is our this is our starting. We'll start. This is our eight o'clock starting point here at Biggin Hall, and the stories here once again, over half of them come from people who were students here. We've had two professors give us stories. And like I said, uh, someone who's just working here has given us a story. Plus, I had a friend who was here back in the 70s who gave me a story that they had. 
And um, hers is really, really interesting because it coincides with another story another student told us later on that happened in the 90s. And the one that happened in the 70s was back when this was, you know, just this was just the art of building. And that's this is pretty much where all the art was done. And the fine arts and everything, painting was done on the third floor. And that's another interesting thing. You'll find that nearly everything happens on the third floor. I don't know why. It just does. So my friend was, and back then you didn't have the security like you have now. So anybody could come in and out of these buildings 24-7 pretty much. And this was also one of the few buildings that had air conditioning at the time. And this was back during the summer quarter. Uh, so it was about mid-July. And uh, she said she came in with her boyfriend. He was the one who was the student. She was just with him. It was on the weekend. And they started coming up the hall, you know, the stairwell right here. And they said they ran into an old man who happened to be sitting down in the stairwell. His head was in his hands, so they couldn't see his face. They didn't think anything of it. They just figured he was getting in and out of the heat. So they just went on up. He went to his uh, classroom. She went to the restroom. She said no sooner than she walked in that restroom than that old man walked in right behind her. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. And then she immediately turned around, looked at him, said he had absolutely no expression, just a little deadpan look on his face, turned around, and he walked out the door. So the door shut in between them, so she immediately, you know, followed him out because she's going to figure out which way he went. Then she looked out the door, and he was not there. So she ran and grabbed her boyfriend and says, you're going to get me out of here. I ain't coming back to this building anymore. Uh. Now, the unique thing is, back in, we had another student says, that's an interesting story because let me tell you what happened to me. He said, him and a professor, and this was in the uh, mid-'90s, that they were at, in the figure drawing room. And, of course, in the figure drawing room, you know, they cover up all the windows and everything with paper so you can't see in for the figures, you know, the figures that they're drawing and everything. And he said it was after class, and, you know, they had the door shut and everything. Him and a professor were going over his portfolio. And he said, for some reason, both of them looked over at the window, at the door, and they said they saw an old man go by. And, of course, this was a time where, like, you know, shouldn't have been anybody in the building. So, of course, him and the professor go out, and they start kind of looking for him up and down the hall, and they couldn't find him because they figured, you know, he might have been in trouble or something. And so since they couldn't find him, they went back to uh, the classroom, sat back down, and they started going over his portfolio again. When both suddenly said, both of them about at the same time realized they shouldn't have been able to see out that door. The door was completely covered in paper, yet they could see him walk by and the hallway outside as well. <laughs> ah, that's so creepy crawly now we had uh, one professor on here he said I'll tell you something that we did have he said back uh, until about the uh, late 80s they actually had human skeleton a real one? yes in Biggin Hall? yes whoa um, mm -hmm. oh okay they'd use them for skeletal drawings he said but eventually they had to get the plastic one because over the years people were taking pieces the skeleton, yeah. I'm like, who's running around? I got a little toe, yeah. <laughs> Some weird people around here. Oh my goodness. So we were wondering, you know, could the old man you see walking around, could that be one of the, you know, the skeleton? Could it be actually Professor Brigham himself, who the hall's named after? That's a good question. I've not thought about that. Now, the, uh, I'll tell you something a little interesting, just a little fact. Have you ever seen the what we call the Emilyville House of Auburn? I've not. So North College. Okay. Go over the railroad tracks, 
head through the red light. That's right before you get to that second red light. You'll see two churches. Back up behind one of the churches is the house, and it looks just like the Amityville house. I mean, outside it's almost, you know, spot on. And if you ride by there at night, sometimes they have those attic lights on. That's just creepy. <laughs> That's so crazy. Uh-huh. Now, you see, with, with our 8 o'clock tour, our 6 o'clock tour is shorter. We stay completely on campus, and it's also kid-friendly. So we leave out a lot of the details so children can enjoy the nice little stories. And then uh, 8 o'clock was what we call the adult-oriented one because we leave the details in. Because <laughs> a lot of the stuff we get, uh, we've had confirmed by former uh, university policemen because Auburn at one time had their own police force. And we've also had uh, a few policemen who worked for the uh, Auburn City Police said, yeah, we'll confirm that, you know, type thing. And so what we do at 8 o'clock when we start here at Biggin Hall, then we go with the Hargis. We tell you a little story about Langdon because we actually just got stories about Langdon last year from two different people. And we've been able to add that to our tour. So, that's why we always say, if you got a story, let us know. We might be able to add it to our tour. That's interesting that, like, as this tour goes, you continue to build the material. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, builds upon itself every year. Exactly. Like I said, we've been doing this nine years, and we've been able to add a new building in just last year. That's awesome. Uh-huh. And then after Langdon, we go over to Sanford. And uh, I got it's a little funny story I have to tell you about that. Of course, when we go up to Sanford, we always say, you know, what's the you tell everybody, what's the name of this place? And we actually had somebody say Haley Center one time. I went, oh, you must be from Tuscaloosa. You can't read. <laughs> um, that, they, they were a little off, but that's, that's okay. That's, it, it's okay. Yeah. And, and see, that's, what, that's another thing we like to remind people. Have you ever been on the uh, Jungle Cruise at Disney World? Probably, but I might have blocked that out because <laughs> I was very little. Well, uh, did you ever see the movie with uh, with a with, uh, rock? With a rock? It just came out last year. Jumanji? Uh, no, it's The Jungle Cruise. There's a Jungle Cruise movie? Yes. Whoa. No, I'm learning all sorts of new things. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was actually it was a really good movie. You have to go watch it. But the first five minutes of the movie is basically the ride and the jokes. And we always say we learned our jokes from the Jungle Cruise. And, you know, dad jokes would be actually a step up. <laughs> so we say, yeah, this is big in the hall because it's big and it's not little because it's little's over there. <laughs> you know, that's as good as the jokes get. <laughs> <laughs> it's good when people actually go oh wait a minute I get that <laughs> and like uh, with some of the stories we throw in a little things like uh, one of the stories we was telling about uh, we was telling about you know the house down there the old Amityville house and how one of the kids one time saw something and of course ran into his room locked the door and threw the sheets over his head because you know once you got the sheet over your head ghosts can't touch you they're like where'd he go can't find him it's kind of like over here at Hargis Hall. We've actually talked to a couple of people who worked here, and they said that when they worked here, you know, they'd hear footsteps. Even during the daytime, they'd hear stuff going on. So they'd always freak them out, so they'd go in their office and lock the door, and, you know, of course, the locked door is going to keep a ghost out. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So um, 
that being said, like, what what is your favorite spot you go to on tour? Uh, it would have to either be Sanford or the chapel. I think probably the chapel because it is actually still fairly active. We, we All through the years we've been doing this, one of the things we'll do is give an example of something that we do during our investigations. And one of the things we'll do is we'll have them, um, you know, copy what we're doing. So we'll go up to one and say, hey, if anyone's here, tap on this window like we do. We'll tap. And when we first did it, you know, we were just showing it what we were doing, just explaining something. And we walked over, started the stories up again, and all of a sudden the window's tapped. And it's kind of funny because everybody who was over here was now over here. <laughs> migrated. They all migrated about 10 feet. So we were like, oh, so you heard that? And they're like, yes, we heard that. You're like, get me out of here. That's exactly. so funny. That's a really cool story. I bet you have so many cool stories. And the funny thing is, is, is we actually had a tap back this weekend, this past weekend. And we were sitting there and we tapped, you know, and we started back with the stories, talking. All of a sudden, you heard it was tap, tap. And, you know, all the people who were in front of us all of a sudden, all their eyes just turned to the window. <laughs> we're like, okay, good. We weren't the only ones that heard that. <laughs> It's nice to see it confirmed in your faces. Okay, so how can people get in contact with you and get information about this tour? Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, the Haunted Auburn Ovalaco, you know, Haunted Auburn Walking Tour. And uh, like I said, we're on Facebook. You can also check our uh, Alabama Spectral Investigators. We have that too, either one. Uh, you can message us on either one. Uh, I'm usually the one answering. So uh, you probably get something back from me saying, hello, yes. <laughs> and again, it's got all the information there. Uh, and like I said, if you got any questions or anything like that, or want to direct us to another spot or tell us about a story or anything, please do. We'd love to add it to the tour. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I see people, like the walls to the stairwell are right there, and I see people walking through, and that's <laughs> freaking me out. Because I'm like, we have a ghost in Big and Hall. Um, Apparently you have several. Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> I have to go to school here. Let me ask, what floor are you on? I stay in the basement. Okay, well, we actually have stories for the basement, too. Oh, man. But I won't freak you out. <laughs> okay. Just disembodied voices. <clears throat> Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. But, but we always like to say, you know, these are the best stories about absolutely nothing. Because you think about it, every time we say, oh, there's no one was there. They open up the door and it, nothing, you know? So they're the best stories about absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's so fair. I like that saying. That is a fun thing to do in Auburn around Halloween. I'm mm -hmm. glad I figured out about that. Yeah, like I said, just come on by. We're here. Uh, we do it. Like I said, we'll be here Friday and Saturday. Uh, like I said, except for the 6 o'clock Saturday. We're only going to be doing an 8 o'clock Saturday. And we will be here doing the 6 and 8 o'clock on Halloween itself. Awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, it's so good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you find it interesting. <laughs> From the Auburn Plainsman, this has been Public Hearing. I'm Trice Brown, signing off. See you next week. <laughs>